Chapter 11 Autism Spectrum Disorders. Learning Objective 11 1 Define Autism Spectrum Disorder, ASD, and understand the complexities and richness of this disability category. Let's begin our overview of Assignment 11 Individuals with Autism Spectrum Disorders with a discussion of our first objective, which is defining autism spectrum disorders and understanding the complexities and richness of this disability category. Although most people have heard the terms autism and autism spectrum disorder, their perceptions may be colored by television shows or movies. For example, did you see the movies Rain Man or Mercury Rising? In these two movies, individuals with autism spectrum disorders, commonly referred to as ASD, are portrayed as possessing very special recall and mathematical skills. Those movies may lead viewers to believe that all individuals with ASD possess these unique abilities. However, only rarely do individuals with ASD demonstrate these special skills. In contrast to movies, many television shows portray individuals with ASD as locked into their own world and unable to communicate or to give or receive affection. Often it is implied that if these individuals could just break through their autistic isolation, there would be a genius inside. In addition, individuals with ASD are often shown to be aggressive and self-injurious. These are all common myths about ASD. Most individuals with ASD learn to speak or communicate using sign language, picture symbols, and assistive technology. Although their needs may make the way they give and receive affection different from what is typical, even individuals with significant ASD demonstrate and accept affection from the significant people in their lives. Despite their needs, individuals with ASD can lead productive lives and can be integral parts of their families, schools, and communities. Students with ASD benefit from educational environments and can learn from the adults and peers around them. Individuals with ASD want friends, as do their non-disabled peers, and they learn from social opportunities and community inclusion. ASD remains one of the least understood and most mysterious of the pervasive developmental disorders. The prevalence rate makes ASD the fastest-growing developmental disability. It is now more common than Down syndrome. One recent definition of autism by the National Institute of Child Health and Development states that autism is a complex neurobiological disorder of development that lasts through a person's lifetime. People with autism have problems with social interaction and communication. They may have trouble having a conversation with you, or they may not look you in the eye. They sometimes have behaviors that they have to do, for example, not being able to listen until their pencils are lined up, or that they do over and over, for example, saying the same sentences again and again. They may flap their arms to tell you they are happy, or they may hurt themselves to tell you that they are not. It was not until 1943 that Leo Kanner identified the symptoms that characterize autism. Kanner described children with autism as having excellent rote memories, but delays in the acquisition of speech and language, and an anxiously obsessive desire for the maintenance of sameness. Much has changed in the field since 1943. 
Clinicians now have specific criteria to define autism as described in the most recent edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM-4. Despite the fact that many families who have children with autism experience stress, research has failed to support bad parenting as a cause for ASD. It is now accepted that ASD is a complex medical disorder in which genetic, environmental, and neurological causes are all implicated. Professionals have made many advances in treatment which can positively affect the lives of individuals with ASD. However, researchers have still not found a cure. Learning Objective 11-2. Understand the classification of individuals with ASD. Our second objective targets understanding the classification of individuals with ASD. Classifying people by diagnostic categories can mask an individual's unique identity. Rather than being seen as homogeneous entities, diagnostic categories should be seen as guidelines for understanding the heterogeneity of individuals. Following is a review of the two diagnostic systems used most frequently to identify and classify ASD and other developmental disorders. They are the dsm 4 and the Individuals with Disabilities Act of 2004 IDEA. Although medical tests cannot diagnose ASD, medical tests are helpful in ruling out other specific disorders. Because the characteristics and associated conditions of ASD vary so much, an individual should ideally be evaluated by a multidisciplinary committee that includes a neurologist, a psychologist, a developmental pediatrician, a speech-language pathologist, and special education personnel. Included in the Diagnostic Category of Pervasive Developmental Disorders, PDD, along with autism, are Rett's Disorder, Childhood Disintegrative Disorder, Asperger's Syndrome, and Pervasive Developmental Disorder Not Otherwise Specified, PDD-NOS. IDEA defines autism as a developmental disability, usually evident before age 3, that significantly affects verbal and nonverbal communication and social interaction and adversely affects a child's educational performance. Other characteristics associated with autism are the engagement in repetitive activities and stereotyped movements, resistance to environmental change or change in daily routines, and unusual responses to sensory experiences. The term does not apply if a child's educational performance is adversely affected, primarily because the child has an emotional disturbance. The Individualized Education Plan team makes a determination of a child's eligibility for special education and related services based on educational assessments, medical tests, observations, and other evaluations. The criteria indicate that children with autism may exhibit the typical signs of autism, including language delays, stereotypical and repetitive actions, unusual responses to stimuli, and resistance to change in routines. Other disabilities must be ruled out as possibilities. Individuals with ASD may be described as mild, moderate, or severe, depending on the individual's cognitive and adaptive functioning levels. Medical psychiatric conditions associated with ASD include attention deficit and hyperactivity disorders, ADHD, obsessive-compulsive disorders, OCD, tic disorders, 
affective disorders, anxiety disorders, and sleep disorders. Individuals with ASD also have a higher risk for seizures, which supports the theories of brain involvement in ASD. Learning Objective 11-3. Explain the different theories about the origin of ASD. The following section will address our third objective, which targets the understanding of the three theories of the origin of ASD. The field of autism has grown since Kanner identified it. The evolution of the understanding of the biological causes of autism continues to advance. The main three theories are as follows. Psychogenetic theory. This theory has been discarded for lack of scientific evidence. It posits that if certain basic psychological bonds are not established between parent and child, the child will not be able to establish relationships with others and will fail to progress. Parents are, therefore, responsible for the condition. This theory suggests individual psychotherapy for the parents, particularly the mothers, referred to as refrigerator mothers, for a perceived inability to provide warmth and comfort to their children. This theory was disputed in the mid-80s when a biological theory emerged. Further research in the field led to the abandonment of the psychogenetic theory of autism. Organic theory. Researchers suggest that autism is organically based and that a mother's behavior is a reaction to her child's condition. The high incidence of seizures in the autistic population supports an organic framework for autism. Behavioral theory. Behavioral psychologists propose that autism is environmentally determined. Some believe that children with autism are not conditioned properly by their parents. This theory provides the foundation for what is known now as Applied Behavior Analysis, ABA. ABA seeks to modify students' behavior through reinforcing selective behaviors. Learning Objective 11-4. Understand the reasons behind the increased prevalence of ASD in the past decades. Our next objective will address understanding the reasons behind the increased prevalence of autism in the past few decades. The number of persons identified with ASD is rising, particularly in boys. Autism awareness is increasing in schools due to early identification and intervention, and this is leading to increased costs associated with the increase in students with ASD. IDEA has made autism a separate disability category. There are several explanations for the increased prevalence of autism. First, clinicians are evaluating and diagnosing individuals more accurately. Second, as a result of advances in medicine, babies are surviving who would not have 50 years ago when Kanner first identified autism. Third, Special education legislation has mandated early intervention and specialized services, bringing more individuals with ASD to the attention of public schools. In addition, IDEA added a separate category for autism. Thus, individuals who were previously identified as having mental retardation, learning disabilities, or emotional disabilities are now being properly diagnosed as having autism. Fourth, the different diagnostic criteria used by the current dsm 4 may mean an increase in prevalence because there are fewer cases of undiagnosed 
or misdiagnosed ASD. Learning Objective 11-5. Understand the different explanations about the etiology of ASD and describe the three main functional areas impacted by ASD. Our next objective concerns the different explanations about the etiology of ASD and the three main functional areas impacted by ASD. There are numerous factors that may contribute to the development of ASD. However, there is no single identifiable cause. A genetic link is suspected based on family and twin studies, although the transmission method is unclear. Research is currently investigating neurotransmitters in the brain. Brain research indicates that individuals with ASD may demonstrate abnormalities in the cerebellum, cerebral cortex, and brainstem. Research has not demonstrated a link between vaccinations and children with ASD, although the topic has received a great deal of attention in the media. Individuals with ASD will have a wide variety of strengths and limitations within skills that affect everyday living. Examples of typical limitations include the following. Social interaction symptoms, difficulties with nonverbal language use and interpretation, difficulty developing peer relationships, poor social and emotional reciprocity with others, difficulty understanding others' perspectives and opinions. Communication symptoms, limited or lack of speech. Speech often is not functional or echoes the speech of others. Deficits in conversational skills and pragmatics. Lack of spontaneous language use. Rhythm of speech is abnormal. Repetitive and restrictive behaviors. Preoccupation with at least one interest area. Inflexibility to changes in routines stereotypical and repetitive behaviors, attachment to inanimate objects. Learning Objective 11-6. Explain the assessment and screening process to diagnose ASD. Let's begin our next objective, which targets understanding the assessment and screening process used to diagnose ASD. The assessment of an individual with ASD is confounded by the fact that the very behaviors necessary for proper testing, the ability to stay still, pay attention, follow directions, and respond verbally, are often difficult for the individual with ASD. Some professionals believe that these render individuals with ASD untestable and generally disregard the results of formal cognitive and achievement tests. However, most researchers believe that intellectual assessments and achievement tests can be administered effectively and used in planning programs for individuals with ASD. There is no specific test to diagnose ASD. Physicians look for behavioral symptoms to make a diagnosis. These symptoms may be noticeable within the first few months of life or they may appear anytime prior to age 3. Diagnosis of ASD is based on the assessment of behaviors through a comprehensive evaluation process that considers the developmental histories, interviews, observations, speech-language assessments, and achievement testing. Students with ASD often have significant cognitive delays. Learning Objective 11-7. Describe the different services available for young children with ASD. The following section will address Objective 7, 
which targets understanding the different services available for young children with ASD. There is no known cure for ASD, but developmentally appropriate educational programming in the early years can play a significant role in enhancing functioning in later life. Federal law mandates services for young children with disabilities, including evaluation, assessment, and treatment. These related and specialized services, delivered through a collaboration of agency delivery providers, may include assistive technology, school nursing services, parent counseling, nutrition service, artistic and cultural programs, art, music, and dance therapy, occupational therapy, and speech and language therapy. The National Academy of Sciences and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommend a minimum of 25 hours every week of educational services. Many preschool children diagnosed with ASD lack even the most basic communication skills. Safety is an issue with preschool children with ASD, as they are able to run, open doors, and climb, but they do not come when called. Understand no or comprehend the possible dangers of busy streets or getting lost. Learning Objective 11-8. Describe the residential and employment options available for adults with ASD. The following section will address Objective 8, which addresses the needs of adults with ASD and targets understanding of the residential and employment options available to this population. IDEA 2004 requires that school personnel assist the family with planning for the transition from school beginning in the year that the child in question turns 16. It is important that both families and school personnel begin the transition planning as early as possible to address the myriad problems that confront adolescents with ASD. Some adults with ASD are able to live independently with support services from community agencies. For those individuals who are not able to live independently, families and the individual, if capable, have many decisions to make, ranging from day treatment programs to residential care placements to employment options. Residential care may include traditional institutional or group home settings or supervised apartment living. Some adults with ASD are able to live independently with support services from community agencies. Services usually involve helping with problem-solving issues, such as money management, medication management, transportation, and community interactions. Supervised group homes are usually located in residential settings. The homes are staffed with trained professionals who assist the residents based on their individual level of need. Two common types of employment for adults with ASD who cannot work independently are sheltered workshops and supported employment. Sheltered workshops are supervised settings that provide training in specific job skills. Sheltered workshops have many disadvantages, including very low wages, minimal vocational training, and lack of interaction with non-disabled peers. Also, sheltered workshops tend to be the final placement for adults rather than a step toward a less restrictive employment setting. In a supported employment model, a person with ASD works at a job in the community alongside non-disabled co-workers. Intensive training, assistance, and support are provided by a job coach. 
As the individual with ASD gains competency on the job, support is gradually reduced. Over the years, an increasing number of adults with ASD have secured employment in the general workplace as a result of supported employment initiatives. According to the Autism Society of America, ASD knows no racial, ethnic, or social boundaries. ASD occurs in all parts of the world, in all races and societies, and in all types of families. As we saw earlier, no social or psychological characteristics of parents or families have proven to be associated with ASD. Learning Objective 11-9. Understand how augmentative communication could be used to assist individuals with ASD. Individuals with ASD can greatly benefit from the use of assistive technology. In the following section, we will learn about technology that can help these individuals become more efficient communicators. IDEA mandates the use of assistive technology, when appropriate, to enable an individual with disabilities to benefit from special education. In the case of ASD, both low-tech and high-tech devices can be used to facilitate and improve communication. High-tech devices, voice output communication aids, VOCAS, can be programmed to produce speech. These devices can be programmed to indicate yes or no answers, as well as more complex responses, such as multiple words, sentences, and social comments. Many individuals with ASD use voice output typing devices. Some of them rely on facilitated communication, such as Sue Rubin in the DVD Autism is a World. Facilitated Communication, FC, is a communication approach that has generated some controversy. Research on the efficacy of this approach has been inconclusive. Nevertheless, individuals who are able to type independently, such as Sue Rubin, provide strong evidence that for some, FC can be a very effective communications method. Learning Objective 11-10. Synthesize and apply the concepts learned in this assignment to the documentary, Autism is a World. Our final objective switches from the textbook to the DVD, Autism is a World. The objective for this section of the assignment is to synthesize and apply the concepts learned in this assignment to the documentary, Autism is a World. Autism is a World, written by Sue Rubin, a young woman with autism, shows 1. What is possible. 2. How misguided assumptions can be. 3. How important technology is. 4. How important supports are. 5. The role of communication in life. And 6. The importance of inclusion. In Autism is a World, Sue Rubin takes the audience on an extraordinary journey inside autism to explain what she does, what she feels, and how she relates to others. She tries to explain why she clutches spoons or finds comfort in falling water and what it has been like to go to college and run her own life. This is a view of autism as it has rarely been seen, from the inside out. As a child, Sue did not give her parents much hope. She hid herself, pulled hair, bit her own arms and hands. She could not speak. Her mother, Rita, and her father, Bob, did everything to try to help. 
At age four, they took Sue to UCLA to explore the possibility that she might have autistic tendencies. They were told to forget tendencies, as Sue was obviously severely autistic. Until Sue was 13, most believed Sue to have significant cognitive disabilities. As stated by her mom, her IQ was 29, or, quote, the level of a two-year-old. Rita says that her hopes for Sue then were modest. She hoped to keep her out of an institution, to educate her in special classes, to someday help her get a job, quote, cleaning tables off, or something like what retarded people do. But then, just before she was 13, Sue's psychologist, Jackie, introduced her to facilitated communication. Jackie and Rita worked with Sue tirelessly, and slowly the little girl trapped inside her silent, strange behavior began to communicate and to emerge into the world as an aware, intelligent young woman. When Sue was retested, the results were stunning. She has a 133 IQ. Sue entered regular high school classes. Currently, Sue is a junior at Whittier College, majoring in history. We see her in class, hear how hard it is to control her behaviors during the lecture, and find that she loves learning. Sue takes the audience through her daily life. She engages in fun excursions with staffer Danny to bet the horses at Santa Anita, takes trips to the store to shop for groceries, and struggles to do what, for most, would be mundane tasks, such as making a salad or tying her shoes. We learn that Sue clutches at plastic spoons because they bring her comfort. We see her play for long stretches at the sink in a trickling flow of water, during which, she says, the autistic side of her brain takes over. It is a startling juxtaposition. We hear her clear, intelligent, and articulate words, but see a woman who is behaving in the world in exceptionally strange ways. This completes our review of this assignment.